I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me P.D. Workman, here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Thank you, Leanna. Uh, well, I am P.D. Workman. Uh, you can call me Pam, and you can find me at pdworkman.com. Uh, this week, I'm releasing my 100th book. Uh, so you can see my books on my on my shelf over here. So this has a, uh, been a busy time for me as I've been setting up uh, some publicity around that. Uh, I have two cozy series. I have the Anti-Cleanse Bakery series, which is a culinary cozy series. And that one has out uh, 18 books, a couple short stories and a recipe book. And there's three more books written. So there's more coming out on that in the next three months. And my other cozy series is the Reg Rollins Psychic Investigator series, which is a paranormal cozy series. And it actually uh, is a spinoff from the Anticlems Bakery series. Uh, we meet Reg in book six of the Anticlems Bakery series. And she was just such a blast to write that she needed her own series as well. So there are uh, currently 18 books out in that series as well. And uh, a new short story just went up for it on uh, Prolific Works this month. So you can pick that up as well. That's called Cat Tales in the Swamp. Anybody wants to look for that on Prolific Works under Supernatural Sleuths. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing, a hundred books. Yeah. That is such a big achievement. I decided I'd better mark the milestone and, and have some celebrations around it. <laughs> that certainly is a milestone worth celebrating because I I know how hard it is to write a book. I've just finished the first draft of my fourth book in my Mystic Ranch mystery series. Mm -hmm. And it's like my brain is fried just after finishing that, that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And squeeze a lot out of you. <laughs> so is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Uh, most of it is not. Um, there, there are a couple of things here and there. Um, with my Auntie Clem's Bakery series, then... Uh, Erin Price is a gluten-free baker. She runs a gluten-free library, a library, <laughs> a bakery, <laughs> and uh, and caters to uh, some other allergies and that kind of thing as well. And and I've been cooking gluten-free for over fifteen years, so I didn't have to research that as much. <laughs> and. Um, the series that I, I'm publishing books in this month that my 100th book is in is the Parts Pat Mysteries series. And it's a police procedural series, uh, but uh, cozy readers would probably enjoy it. Um, it's not a cozy because it's not a, an amateur sleuth, but it is still, uh, it's still clean, no swearing, no sex on the page. Uh, no graphic violence and and focuses on the detective's uh, family as well as her work. 
but that one is actually set in Calgary, which is where I live. She lives in the neighborhood that I lived in when I first got married and uh, in some of the later books in that series then she has taken up running and she actually runs in some of the areas that I run in and uh, the, the fourth book uh, immersed in this in the view uh, where she's running through Valley View Park and discovers a body in the pond I was actually running through that park on that day when it was set and and so that scene includes the things that I saw in that park on that day so so some of this some of that stuff has creeped into my writing but it, you know I don't have psychic abilities or some of these other things <laughs> <laughs> I think as writers it's hard not to have a little of our life creep into our books yeah <laughs> I... well and, and cats you know we've I, we, I have a cat and then both of those series have cats in them so you know some of these little <laughs> things come in there too yeah I know with mine I gave my main character my love of old movies oh so yeah she can quote them at a drop of a hat for any situation and it's just kind of like I kind of wish I could do that but I do love like the old black and white movies <laughs> mm, yeah yeah So do you have any advice for those who would want to write their own cozies or just write in general? Uh, as far as, as writing a cozy goes, I would say read a lot of them first so that you know all of the, all of the tropes and beats and the things that you'll usually find in those, the things that readers are going to expect to read. And cozies are a lot of fun to write then figure out your protagonist you know who she is what her motivations are and then go for it i i have learned so much just from writing that you would that you don't get from studying so my advice is to read it then jump in and start writing it yeah i agree with that because you can't well I'm sure you can, but it's a little bit harder to write a genre that you don't know mm -hmm. from reading it. Like yeah, when I, I first started, I was a fan of sci-fi, so I read a lot of sci-fi and finally wrote sci-fi. Then I became a fan of cozy mysteries, and that path just took me there. And mm -hmm. so really you yeah, have to know your I, I occasionally see people yeah I, I see people on the Facebook groups sometimes come in and say oh I've, I've decided I want to write in this genre and and you know I've, I've decided I'm going to do this and this and you know would this work and and the rest of us are going uh you ever read something in that genre that's not exactly <laughs> the way it works <laughs> so yeah read it first know what it is that you're going to write exactly and and even, I would also recommend maybe looking to the mysteries of the past as well. Not just sticking to the modern cozy, which the modern mm -hmm. cozy is great. I wouldn't have a show without the modern cozy. <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of great classic mystery authors out there that really will teach you through reading them a lot of what uh, the average mystery fan is yeah. 
expecting. Yeah, the, co the, the modern American cozy uh, does spring up out of out of traditional English mystery. So if you go back to Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes and Edgar Allan Poe, a lot of those classics will really inform what you want to work into your story. So true. So out of all your books, this is going to be a very broad question. Do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? <laughs> <laughs> they can get very jealous. <laughs> was, I, I thought about this for a while and, and uh, as a general answer, I tend to favor the rascals and the animals or paranormal creatures. If, if I had to choose one character out of all of my books, then it would probably be Chloe, who is out of uh, one of my young adult series. Um, she's just such a, a strong woman and has overcome so much. If I have to choose my favorite character out of my cozies. There's lots of really good characters in there. But I have finally settled on Uncle Harrison. And he is uh, Reg Rollins' godfather. Uh, he's an immortal. And so he can appear out of nowhere. And he wears crazy clothes. And he loves to eat chocolate cake with his hands. And he, love, he loves cats and, and always talks to her cat Starlight and plays with him. He's just a, a bonkers character. And he's so much fun to write. And, and he always... It kind of talks in riddles or sideways so she's whenever she asks him a question she never gets the answer she's expecting um and it can take her the whole book to figure out what he was really trying to say to her so he's, <laughs> he's a lot he's just a blast to write so he would be one of my favorites but but there's an awful lot of them especially in in the Red Rollins series because uh you know in that series I'm free to make them have whatever abilities and personalities I want to they don't have to be that realistic they don't have to follow you know I I pull a lot of stuff from fairy tales there's lots of different um, magical races in those books so I pull a lot of stuff from traditional fairy tales but then I always give it some kind of twist you know the the dwarves are um you know they are craftsmen and and making stuff making stuff out of metalwork, but they're not making swords and spears anymore. You know, they're making jewelry and selling it on Etsy. So you know <laughs> things like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that! I love that. <laughs> and you know they they complain about their newest forge. It came from you know they they got the priciest one on Amazon, but it has all of these safety features built into it. So doesn't quite do what they want it to. <laughs> oh. Your world and mine sound like they would just interconnect with that. My main character is a Native American elf. Uh, her friend is a Gorgon who runs the salon. Her salon oh, and, perfect. The, and the salon is covered in mirrors to avoid the accidental petrification. <laughs> <laughs> nice i have i have some elves in mind uh there's uh a main character elf who is actually a time traveler 
who comes to issue Reg some warnings, but he keeps getting his timing wrong and telling her things <laughs> she already knows. <laughs> that, that's in um, Time to Your Elf is uh, the one that he appears in, but Ori the Oracle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Keeps trying to warn her, but he keeps telling her things she already knows because he keeps getting his timing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time traveler with imperfect timing. That is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually really love playing with mythology and mythological characters so much. It's... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, me it's too. Fun taking those, I guess, expected tropes and turning them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Adding a little twist, turning something upside down. You know, making a bad guy good or a good guy bad, or adding some little feature in that just didn't quite make it into the mythology. <laughs> <laughs> like having a centaur who runs a coffee shop, or <laughs> yeah, yeah witches and fairies and pixies and elves and dwarfs and yeah just all kinds of all kinds of things going on there (laughs) yeah she's she's never quite sure reg is coming into the paranormal game late she didn't realize that she had powers uh she was a con man and and was uh, pretending to be a psychic and didn't realize she actually had psychic powers until she started messing around with things so she's coming into the game late and she's never quite sure when she meets somebody what kind of creature they are. So <laughs> Oops. some interesting surprises for her. Oh, that's great. I am definitely going to have to read these books because they sound yeah. right up my alley. <laughs> Perfect. So on the topic of, back on the topic of reading what we know are there any particular authors that have influenced your writing or uh there's lots of them this is one that i always have to go back to my notes and and look at the lists of what i've written down before because there's just so many good ones out there um as as i mentioned i write young adults as well uh not as not as much now as i write the mystery but um there's a less well-known author there named Jay Bennett who wrote some amazing young adults. I also really like John Green. And then getting into the mystery, you know, for sure, Agatha Christie, uh, some of the popular Janet Vanovich, Sue Grafton, uh, Lillian Jackson Braun, Joanne Fluke, and then the harder mysteries, uh, you know, Robin Cook and John Grisham. I, I like my medical and legal mysteries as well, so. Yeah, there's so many out there and, and just drink them up. You know, I love to read too. Oh, I I agree. There are so many great authors out there. I actually just recently discovered one from the 30s named Todd Downing. Okay. And he wrote books like Murder on the... Yeah, it's... Murder on the, ah, uh, my brain just went went away. But the next book that I'm hoping to read by him is called Vultures in the Sky. And 
Interesting. And, and so is he, is he noir or what sort of the... Um, I wouldn't say noir. I put him more in like the classic. He's a little bit harder than like Agatha Christie or Mary Roberts Reinhardt, but he's not quite the everything has gone down the pit. I am the lone bastion of justice noir. In <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. um, the one I absolutely brain blanking on which is so sad because i read it yeah, yeah um he actually has to go to mexico to solve a series of murders and i just love how he used the color yellow as a major clue each victim mm. before they started a horrible decline complained of seeing everything as yellow interesting oh an interesting clue yeah and he had some he was really great in his descriptives and just the, his use of dialogue i mm -hmm. i love his writing well i'll have to check him out that's cool but there are so many good ones out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned Lillian Jackson Braun. I cut my cozy teeth on Braun. Yeah. The Cat Who. <laughs> Those are such great books. <laughs> oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so if you and your main characters sat down for coffee or whatever your preferred caffeine intake is... <laughs> What would they get and what would you get? Well, um, so Erin Price, who's the baker in my Anticlams Bakery series, uh, she would definitely go for coffee first thing in the morning. She always needs to wake herself up uh, before she goes to bake because she has to get quite early. Uh, and, but later in the day, then she would have tea. Um, the shop that she inherited from her aunt Clementine used to be a tea shop. And so Reg, uh, so Aaron learned all about teas from her and, and can identify a lot of the different blends by smell and that sort of thing. So she's quite into teas as well. And then Reg Rollins, she would get a great big frothy sweet coffee, mocha, caramel, something, something, something <laughs> with, you know, cream on top and way too many calories. She really goes for the sweet stuff. And uh, as far as I go, uh, my preferred drink is just water. So <laughs> I'm really boring <laughs> there. <laughs> oh. You have the healthier the options. <laughs> yes, at least I'm not consuming a thousand calories in one drink, Reg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but sometimes you have to wave the calories for the pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, well, and she used to, you know, be, before she became successful, you know, she was pretty much living on the streets for a while. And so, mm. uh, you know, she would take extra sugar packets when she would pick up a coffee somewhere. And so she really got used to, you know, sweetening it up and getting extra, getting the calories she needed to survive uh, from sugar when she was on the streets. Now she doesn't need it and her skirts are getting tighter and tighter, but... <laughs> still has a taste for it 
So when you're not writing your books, what <laughs> hobbies? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Boy, do I know that one. Do you have any hobbies you like to pursue? So I, I also dabble in some art and design. Uh, most of my covered designs are my own. Uh, I also like to read, run, and play with new technology. So those are kind of my my hobbies. <laughs> Fun. Uh, I'm so not a tech girl. <laughs> well, my my uh, my boss that I've so I worked with the same guy for almost 30 years and and he figured out that uh, it was it was much more tax friendly for them to give me tech toys than to give me a bonus because that's what it's going to spend my bonus on anyway. So it was the newest, <laughs> the newest PDA or phone or whatever. And, and then they can, you know, the much better tax treatment than giving me cash. <laughs> <laughs> I still like to play with stuff. <laughs> oh, that's that is very funny. <laughs> How about if we just gave you the toys instead of giving you the money and then you buy them? Oh yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> I can go for that. <laughs> it's like, hmm, cut out the middleman a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I would pro provide them with all of the tech support that they needed. So, win-win. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, how can my snoops follow you? Uh, so, my website is pdworkman.com. And I'm on most social media with the name pdworkmanauthor, all in together. And you can also follow me on Goodreads, Amazon, BookBub, or BingeBook. And if you are interested in joining me this weekend when I release my 100th book, then uh, there's uh, on, on the front page of my website, you'll see both, you'll see the advertisement for my in-person event, but there's also a link in that one to my online event, which is Friday evening. So people are welcome to join me uh, online for that as well. That is so exciting, and I will be sure to include the link in the show's notes. Sounds good. Uh, I still can't get over it. A hundred books. That just seems so mind-blowing to me. <laughs> well, and, and people say, oh, I can't believe you've written a hundred. I said, well, I've written a lot more than a hundred. I've just published a <laughs> hundred. <laughs> because I was, writing, I was writing for 30 years before I started publishing. So, but, but most of the stuff that I wrote during that time, you know, since it was just for my entertainment is really not publishable. It's not properly targeted. doesn't you know, necessarily follow tropes or have a beginning, middle and end or that kind of thing. So all of the books that I wrote during that time, only a few of those ones ever got published or ever will be. And then and there's been a couple I've written since then that I've gone, yeah, it's just not quite good enough for publication. And then I'm always writing ahead too. You know, I have the next nine books written for the next, you know, next nine months or so that I'm releasing. So yeah, I've written like probably more like 160, 170. <laughs> but, I've got, but I'll be publishing. This is, this is the one that's coming up. So this will be number 100. 
sanctuary in the stream. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, I had to get a bigger bookcase, you know, they did fit on two shelves, but now they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean about the writing for your own pleasure, because when I start first started writing, uh, I look back on some of the stuff I wrote and I'm like, oh, thank goodness these were lost in computer shuffles and... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's a good thing that I didn't publish some of that early stuff. It was pretty raw, but uh, but yeah, it's fun to look back at it and 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 like I said, I I learned from writing. So you know, those thirty years that I was writing before I started writing for publication, still you know that taught me how to write, and you know that's how I cut my teeth. So yeah. It, it helps even if you don't publish it just to get those first few undo your belt and figure out learn the craft a little bit figure out what you like writing and that kind of thing yeah right those first star wars fan fictions i did <laughs> which like i said thankfully will never see the light of day <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a lot of writers out there who are doing fan fiction I, I run into that a lot on on discord and and in a couple of the groups that I'm in on Facebook or you know they'll want advice on on writing this or that and say actually what I'm writing is fan fiction I'm not writing for publication I'm like, okay well you know, that's great you know I wrote for 30 years just for me so why not <laughs> right right oh I can't believe we're on the last question already. I've had so much fun chatting with you. It's been good, yeah. So what is the one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Probably that I'm mean and torture my characters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they all they, they have none of them have had easy life. Well, there's been a couple that have had like socialite parents but most of them have not had easy lives they tend to come from really difficult or traumatic backgrounds and, and then I torture them I make them find bodies and get stuck in caves and and if they're not you know if they're not getting stuck in caves then they're being accused of murder or getting shot at so you know everyone they're, they're always a suspect and no one is safe so I yeah I don't think they would like me very much <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think with with mystery authors or cozy mystery authors, there's a point where our characters just, if they could, would look at us and go like, "What have I ever done to you?" <laughs> I mean, it's just body after body. <laughs> and, then, oh, and then if I'm not, I, you know, and if you're not the one being accused of murder, then your best friend is, or your mother is, or you know. right, right. I remember a Hallmark movie, mystery movie, where the character's friend goes like, you're a murder magnet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of one thing that I was happy about with writing a police procedural about a homicide officer is that she actually has reasons to be, to be solving homicides, whereas these, these amateur sleuths, then you have to give them some reason to that they trip over another body or why are they invested in solving this one and don't just leave it to the police and 
always have to have these little excuses about why they keep tripping over bodies. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, wait, you, you're a baker, right? Why are you? <laughs> I, I wrote one a little while back where um, I where Aaron was going to the prison to visit with somebody. And I needed something to happen while she was at the prison. I thought, okay, so who's at this prison right now? And I look through the first, you know, 13 books and go, okay, there's like 30 people that she's put in prison here. <laughs> like, this is oh, not no. a safe place for her to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so then I had to decide which one she was going to run into that would cause her problems. But oh, I no. thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Like, she just can't walk anywhere without <laughs> running into somebody that she's put in inside there. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> some of them, you know, it's not just one person per book that she puts in prison. You know, some of them, it's more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well... Zoom is about to kick me off, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been good talking with you. It's been good talking with you, too. I had so much fun. And again, congrats on the 100th book. Major kudos. Much <laughs> appreciated. Well, Snips and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. And if you're a cozy mystery out there, mystery author out there who'd like to talk about your books check me out at thecozysleuth.com and send me a message through my contacts page we'll get you on the schedule until next time this is leanna shield saying keep cozy <laughs> <laughs>